Hi, I'm Roscoe, and you're listening to the Roadie Podcast. It's an exciting time here at Roadie. We've been busy exploring the country shooting content, and we're building a travel app to help people find cool things to do out on the road. We decided to make this podcast to take you behind the scenes and bring you along for the ride. Feels good to be back. Another podcast, first one of the year. It's been a good three months off. Yeah, we seem to really be uh, delaying the time between <laughs> podcasts a bit more than we probably initially anticipated. But nevertheless, it's good to be back. Nevertheless, it's good to be back. So thank you so much to Fortune Favors for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, of course, they've hooked us up with their Trailblazer Lager, which you can find at any good liquor or supermarket near you. Yeah, and I'd like to announce that Fortune Favors have jumped on board and they're going to be the roadie beer of choice for 2022. So you can expect to see more Fortune Favors content on the socials, more beers and backpacks up the top of hills and all that jazz. So looking forward to... Uh, yeah, getting into it and looking forward to the Trailblazer. Absolutely. Oh, I just love that first smell <laughs> of those hops coming through. Absolute mother's milk. I'm not a massive lager drinker, but I've got to say the, the Trailblazer is a, a nice lager. Mm. What do we got on the agenda today, Johnny? Today we're going to be going through the recent update on the borders opening. It's huge for this country. It's huge for travel. Uh, obviously, it's, it's huge for roadie. So really looking forward to touching on that. Of course... We're going to have a little discussion on a couple of trips that we've both been on over the last few months, some beautiful parts of the country that we've visited. And at the end, we'll close off with an app update and, of course, some questions that you guys have fired through to us. Sounds good. Let's get into it, eh? Play on. Yeah, so news today that 12th of April, fully vaxxed Aussies can come in quarantine-free. The other news is that the 1st of May, countries that don't require a visa to enter can also come in quarantine-free. And I actually had a look at that. There's over 50 countries that are on that list of mm. don't require a visa. Wow. Wow. That is significant. Yeah, of course, tourism in this country has you know taken a huge blow. I mean, it's like that anywhere around the world, but especially here in New Zealand, because it is such a dominant industry here in the country in terms of our export, our tourism is is huge. So it's, it's great to see that there is light at, at the end of this omicron covid tunnel absolutely and i think like well it's been a great time for kiwis to travel around the country i've kind of missed a little bit of that buzz that you get when you go away and you know you bump into the, those internationals all over the show like places like the classic spots like queenstown have really lacked that buzz over the last wee while so it's going to be awesome to have our international friends back in the mix Mm. The one thing I want to see from Queenstown, though, they've got so much roadworks going on, but they've probably timed it right for this exact moment. Get all those roadworks. Literally, the whole entire square at the moment is just roadworks. There's so many roads closed, but they must be doing some good work in anticipation for the borders opening again. So looking forward to seeing Queenstown back up and running. For sure. And I think, you know, coming towards the end of summer now, gearing up for that, that ski season, I think we're going to see a lot of Australians heading over for a big winter. I was reading on the on the TNZ site today that 58% of Australians who are looking at visiting New Zealand will do so in the first six months. So pretty, wow. pretty good stats. Wow, right. Yeah, so I see you've been uh, you've been all around the place. You've been to Taranaki, did a little uh, escapade down in the South Island again. Mm. Uh, that was with Camplify. Um, yep. Do you want to touch on a few of the trips that you've been on over the last few months? For sure, yeah. So yeah, the three trips I've since we last had a corridor and the first was Camplified down through the Mackenzie region. We brought on the Mackenzie Tourism Board and Timaru Tourism Board and basically flew into Christchurch, down to Tekapo, um, spent some time in Mount Cook and then sort of looped back through 
Tamaru and and back to Christchurch, which was an awesome little four or five day loop. Didn't quite get the weather we wanted, like in the Mount Cook National Park, like we were trying to smash out the Hooker Valley and it was just pouring down, mm. couldn't really see <laughs> too far in front of us. But, you know, always always good to get out there. It's just so wild down there. But yeah, some, some real highlights on that trip. And then the next one was Taranaki. We spent five days just exploring Taranaki. We cruised up the Surf Highway, which was awesome, Stent Road and Cape Egmont Lighthouse and some of the, those iconic Kiwi surf spots, mm. which was really cool. Spent some time Oakura Beach. I tell you what, I want to give you a fun fact about that Cape Egmont Lighthouse. Cape Egmont Lighthouse used to be on Mana Island. So back in that, I think it was the 1800s, sailors used to confuse the lighthouse on Mana for Palliser. And so they removed that lighthouse and they shipped it all the way up to Taranaki and it is now the Cape Egmont Lighthouse. It's a good stat. There you go. <laughs> you, got any, you, know. you got any other lighthouse stats? <laughs> Actually, you went to another lighthouse recently. You went to the, um, out in the Wairarapa. Nugget Point. Oh, Nugget Point. Catlins. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking of the one out by Naui as, um, as well. You chucked a drone shot in there? Nah, not me. No. Nah, yes. My last one was. No, you. Are you sure? Yes. What, me... What's the place? Kate. Uh... Did I post it on Instagram? Kate. Kate Palliser. Kate Palliser. Yes. Nah, I didn't. My lighthouse shots of recent have been from Nugget Point, which is no. all the fucking way south. I, I feel like even Anna posted something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro yeah 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 that's those sleepless nights catching up with me now man yeah shit yeah back in january we um we did a little overnighter in palliser <laughs> well, yeah we got a, i managed to drag her out of the tent at about four in the morning drag up the I don't know, 200 stairs at <laughs> the palliser lighthouse and um managed to bag a couple of uh beautiful sunrise shots actually so, yeah turns uh, out you are a true lighthouse reveler <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no that was good so that's a nice wee mission eh? highly accessible obviously always photographs great and uh yeah definitely not the catlins but <laughs> did also go there recently yeah. that was a, a long off-topic spiel about lighthouses but yeah so, good nonetheless so to link it back to your tanunaki trip <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think what else we did. We went up to up north, about an hour north, up to um, Tongaparutu and the Three Sisters Elephant Rock. Yeah, got up to the Puakai Hut and to the tarns there, which which was awesome. But yeah, no, such a good trip. It was just an action-packed five days. And we did lots of free stuff, which mm. was cool because it was a lot of stuff that we got content for for the app and mm. stuff that we're currently listing this week and next week so that everyone else can have a look and have that information and access those spots as well. I reckon Taranaki almost has probably one of the most amounts of like free things to do in new zealand like there's just there's just so much that you literally just mm. rattle off like you know elephant rock there's a few waterfalls out there obviously you've got taranaki itself you've got the tarns you've just got you've got mm. the beaches there you know there's like good surfing there there's just taranaki offers so much yeah are you familiar that Lonely Planet rated it like second best place in the world to visit like a while back? No. Yeah. It's kind right? of years back. It got a, got a big write up because it was like one of the only places you can like surf and ski and <laughs> stuff on the same day. Far um, yeah. 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 Actually, fun fact about Elephant Rock, I think it was about nine years ago, the trunk actually broke off just randomly. Mm. Isn't that amazing that it probably took millions of years for those rocks to form? And then in our generation of living, that trunk decides to completely break off. People have captured pictures, people that are like 
our age have gone out and they've captured that photo with that trunk. That trunk is no longer there. It's incredible. And not only that, it was the three sisters and now we've lost a sister. It's it's two, <laughs> two sisters as well. So it's two sisters and a trunkless elephant, basically. <laughs> but yeah. it's still so epic. Like, yeah. It's like such a cool spot. Yeah, We were pretty lucky. We um, got pretty much permits to fly the drone everywhere. So here we can see Council Consent the works. So we got some awesome aerials from that trip, which we're looking forward to getting up. Awesome. It's so good to be having that peace of mind and getting that, like those drone clearances and that kind of stuff as well. And mm. it's great to see that Iwi and, and Council and that kind of stuff are working with the likes of yourself as like a tourism operator, like Rody, that's capturing content that is putting places like Taranaki on the map, especially in anticipation of our borders opening and stuff. You know, there's only drone is a such a great way to showcase a large space uh, or a large area. A unique perspective. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it essentially just convinces people to come over and want to get that shot themselves or have that experience themselves. For sure. Mm. So tell us about your last trip. I know that you've just got back from Auckland. Yeah, an- another epic trip with Camplify. This time a slightly different motorhome. We had a this beast of a six-berth 2021 Fiat Auto Roller. There was three of us this time, so we needed something a little bit bigger that could sleep three. And it was an absolute gem of a, of a wagon. Two king beds. Wi-Fi, fridge, stove, shower. Yeah, it was, it was really a bit of luxury. Oh, kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, which was cool. And we flew to Auckland. We spent a day in Raglan, a day and night in Raglan, night in Waitomo, got into the caves, which was epic. Probably one of the best, well, if not the best, first or second best caving experience I've done with the legendary Blackwater Rafting Company, uh, the Black Abyss. Did, Black Abyss. Did you abseil down? Yeah, you, you abseil down. <gasps> You're flying, foxing, climbing up these waterfalls. It was the the full Monty. It was a, a proper out. caving experience. Oh, shebang. Yeah. Bloody yeah. Pretty epic. From there, we went to Rotorua and spent two nights there, which was really cool. Did some mountain biking in the Redwoods, got up Mount Tarawera and spent a couple of nights at the Blue Lake, the top 10 there, which was a epic spot to park up for the last couple of nights of the trip. Unreal. Mm. Unreal. So tell us, out of these three trips that you've just done, where did you capture your favorite photo? I think the best photo we took definitely had to be up at the Puakai Tarns. We took the, the two-hour trek up from Mangore Road, which is a great alternative if you're not looking to do the full Puakai circuit. And we made it up there for sunset and got to the Tarns. Didn't quite get the conditions we wanted. It was a bit, bit cloudy and the mountain was hiding behind the clouds there. Um, but we went back to the hut and stayed there for the night, which... I fully recommend doing. If you stay up there overnight, you get two cracks at it. Basically, you get a, a crack at sunset, crack at sunrise to get those perfect conditions. Anyway, we got we got back to the tons at sunrise and just the best conditions ever. Just wow. glassy mirror reflections. Mm-hmm. You know, you take the photo, you could turn it upside down. It looks mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yeah, I think that had to be the highlight. Been there a couple of times and haven't quite had the luck. So to get it like that was pretty spectacular. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a um quite an iconic shot as well. I'm still seeing. You know, some some of these big Instagram pages still sharing shots of the Puakai Tans. Like, it is just a really classic place to get a photo. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you spend a night at the Puakai Hut. Top recommendation. And that hut, it's pretty decent quality as well, eh? Like, I think there's a heater. Is pretty sure there's a heater in there. Uh, it's a wood burner. Wood burner? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it heats up, heats up well. Yeah, wood burner, all facilities, yeah. only bunk beds. Yeah. yeah it's well Red burned. wine, bit of dark chocolate, you're away laughing. <laughs> all the good stuff now the last time we talked there was meant to be a launch (laughs) on the 1st of December (laughs) 
give us an app update what's going on where is this app we're waiting so long for yeah Turns out building an app is actually pretty difficult. <laughs> I actually listened to episode three of the podcast this afternoon because I wanted to see when I said the app would be launched. And you're right, it was December. We're now in March. Classic, classic but startup. But I can confirm we are getting very close. We're sort of within a couple of weeks, fingers crossed, that we are going to launch this beta. Again, 100 people stamp out the last of the bugs. We have the geolocation working now, which is really exciting. You, you add things to your bucket list and, you know, You'll rock up in Oriental Bay or in Marukaupa Falls or wherever you are in New Zealand and your phone will ping you to let you know that you're wow. there, which is pretty epic, really brings, cool. it, brings it to life. So yeah, we're just stoked and we're, we're pumped to get it into people's hands and actually start getting some feedback from people that aren't in the team. That's awesome. I feel like the, um, the screenshots that you've, you've shown me of it is just, it's just so nice, like just the design and the illustration and just the layer and just everything is looking so bloody nice mate it just Cheers. i am so excited for this this app to come out now nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome we've got over 220 different experiences on there already so looking at that as like pins on a map we're starting to see a pretty good coverage of new zealand i think we must have like 16 or 17 of the regions with experiences in them now so we're we're making our way way through it which is which is cool and of course all the epic photos that we've got and other contributors that we've got contributing as well just means it's such a visual platform, which I think people are going to love. Epic. Absolutely epic. Thank you, Big Jam. Now, last time that we spoke, you were in the process of hiring for a couple of new roles. Did you end up filling filling those up or? We did. And yeah, we're growing, which is awesome. We're currently seven. We're going to be eight by May, which is super exciting. Just hiring some awesome people. So stoked to be building such a cool team. We've actually got one one role um, that we've just listed on our website, which is a COO role. So yeah, hopefully we can find someone suitable for that. Be, be awesome to get someone in as a bit of a right-hand man, which would be be cool. Unreal. Unreal. All right, so we're just about ready to wrap this up. But of course, we will finish this off with some questions that you guys have sent us on our Instagram. Question number one is, that's a good one. I'm just starting my travel account on Instagram. What are your tips for growing an audience in 2022? It's a good question because I feel like it's such an evolving space, the social media world, and I feel like it's all pointing towards short-form video. Instagram reels. TikTok, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts. Mm. haven't dabbled in that, but Mm. feel like it's a thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like it's the only way that currently you can get in front of a different audience to the audience that already follows you you mm-hmm. post a photo you're basically only being shown to those people that follow you unless your hashtags go really well or unless you get some shares by some other accounts which is just not creating no. too much growth i don't think at the moment for us we've seen our most growth as soon as we started dabbling in tiktok and recycling those videos onto instagram reels we're getting a completely different audience and a bunch of new followers yeah yeah and i think something to consider as well is creating content that is worth people saving so like what is it about what what are the, some of the things that people are saving within the travel space it's it's itineraries it's top fives it's things to do it's creating these lists with beautiful content to go with it that incentivizes people to save it once you get sa- saves are the new likes completely agree saves are the new likes so aim for saves, aim for meaningful, good quality content, and the following will come with it. Absolutely. And just on what you were saying, I think what that is, is it's educational content. It's content that actually teaches the viewer something rather than just look at me doing this. Here's me up a mountain. Here's me doing this. It's 
how can I give the audience value? How can mm. I teach them something, whether that's in the travel space or any any space that mm. you're, you're dabbling in on socials? Does it educate? Does it entertain? Or does it inspire? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other shift that I'm seeing is that people are after more raw and authentic content. I think for such a long time, Instagram was such a polished platform. TikTok's sort of broken down those walls of that mm. because TikTok's a lot more raw and people are like posting more regularly a couple of times, mm. three times a day. It's not about spending hours and hours and hours and days on the best 10 second video you can make. It's about putting out more raw, authentic stuff regularly. Mm. And I think we're starting to see a change in Instagram and where I think the people that are going to win on Instagram are going to be the people that aren't afraid to mess up their feeds mm. um, and actually just just post some stuff that actually brings people some value. 100%. I feel like gone are the days of the really nice, like, color-conscious feed because I feel like people just aren't looking for that now when they're looking to follow you. They're actually looking for the types of content that you're putting out, not how good your wall is. It's about the types of content you're putting out. Definitely. Great question. It's, I guess it's something that we've discussed quite a bit in our social media workshops that we've run a couple of now. Mm. Do you know, since then, they've just released a new feature. Instagram has just put out a feature where you can turn any highlight into a reel. Basically, you just click on your highlight, you go down and you can click turn into reel, and then it gives you a bunch of music to suggest that you can sync it up to, and it just syncs up all of your story highlights with this music and makes a reel for you and just and posts it out there. Incredible. You don't even need to do any work. Like it's just, it's mm. there. It's ready to go. There's no excuses not to be putting out reels. Yeah. No, that's a cool feature. And it, as we know, Instagram always rewards you for utilizing their new features as well. So exactly. I definitely recommend dabbling in any new features that they bring out. Just have a crack. Mm. Mm. My favorite update from Instagram of late is I've changed the format of polls. So now you can get in more text. It's not just like yes or no, or it's green and red. It's actually nice, like, white kind of like lines with black text and you can add like another option to answer with and that kind of stuff brilliant yeah giving the people what they want rate it question number two where would you like to travel in new zealand that you have yet to visit there's not many places left are there stewart island oh oban yeah yeah yeah, I'd love to get there, eh? Mm. I actually don't, like, I don't know a lot about it. It's kind of the unknown for me, just, you know, the little fella at the end. Mm. Me too. Me too. I'm 100% the same. I'd love to love to take a trip down there. I've heard of beautiful walks down there. I know the, apparently, the, obviously, the fishing is really good down there. Mm. Apparently, you can do, um like, cage diving with great whites or something mm. like that. Obviously, it's further south enough to, to get great whites in the water. Yeah, it's, it is a bit of an unknown. Mm. The Chathams are the other one, and I know we've discussed how cool it would be to like shoot a doco over there on, on the Chathams. So, yeah, I don't know. Those two islands kind of just intrigue me. Mm, I agree. I agree. Brody Chatham trip. Let's do it. 2023. <laughs> Why next year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Question number three. Do you think there are more... Oh, my God. Do you think there are more wheels in the world or doors? <laughs> I'm on Team Wheels. <laughs> I've literally just had this debate in my flat just recently. But are you going there because of cars? Because cars have four wheels, but also four doors. Some. Some some have less. Oh, snap. Actually, I didn't think of that. And you, you discredit all the cupboards in every single office. There are also wheels on office chairs. Oh, shit. And there's usually like six to eight of them as well. It's mm. a good question. But think about all the bikes. Now there's a lot of bikes. Holy smokes, there are a lot of bikes. And there's a lot of e-scooters. I feel like 
way more bikes overseas as well. Think of the Netherlands. Like every Dutch person has a bike and there's like 19 million Dutch people. Mm. I'm going, I might be going wheels. Yeah, I reckon team wheels. Team wheels. And think about all the kids' toys, all the little, all the hot wheels that exist. Hot wheels are vintage. People collect them. But are we classing the doors on them doors or are they no longer doors because they don't open? They don't actually open. They're just part, they're just die cast. That's all they are. Hmm. Mm. Chat. Mm. Mm. Questions. Questions. Bring in the goods. Well, I think <laughs> we should <laughs> conclude on that note. Thank you, everybody, for sending us your travel and non-travel related questions. And thank you for tuning into this episode. And of course, thanks to Fortune Favors, our sponsor, bringing us the Trailblazers tonight and to Stirred Media for producing this podcast. Absolute MVPs, both of them. Kakita. Kakita, Kakite